welcome to Sunday Drive, the podcast all about ice cream. I am Tara. And I'm Kara. And welcome to our September 2016 episode. Um, we're very pleased to bring to you an interview with Annie of Sweet Annie's Artisan Ice Cream up in Spokane, Washington. We had a super fun afternoon with Annie and her wonderful fiance and her wonderful dog and her wonderful cat in her adorable house with her delicious, delicious ice cream. Yeah, I really just kind of want to live in her neighborhood, especially because they have their little market like right down the way. It's just adorable in her house was amazing and her ice cream flavors were so good and she was so welcoming and I got to hold her cat the whole entire time during the interview so that like helps everything yeah if you hear us giggling during the interview it's because we, the cat was like I love you so much be my best friend the whole time um but yeah so so Annie's is a very very new shop she just opened this summer um, mostly selling at her local farmer's market up in Spokane as well as I think she added another market and then has started doing events and she has a neat little cart and really was able to share with us a lot of the gritty reality of becoming an ice cream maker um and and I think I think we had a lot of fun and I think she had a lot of fun and I really look forward to seeing where her business goes because I think she has the passion for the ice cream she has the talent and she does have that dose of reality of like this this is hard and so um enjoy our interview with Annie all right, we are here this morning with Annie Stranger from Sweet Annie's Artisan Creamery, which is up in Spokane, Washington, and is fairly new. So let's start with, can you tell me the story of how Annie's came to be? I grew up in the Northwest. I grew up in Coeur d'Alene, and I went off to San Francisco to art school and then to New York and worked out there for many years. And I decided at some point that I wanted to move home. It was like a little more than three years ago. And I found that the design market here wasn't quite what it was in New York. <laughs> and also one of the things that I fell in love with in the city was people's attachment to the to the area. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly enough, New York has a farmer's market that goes year round. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The Union Square Farmer's Market is stellar and you can get stuff from the Hudson Valley and oh, okay. the surrounding area in Manhattan year round. So I got really into eating locally and seasonally when I was there and I'd come home and I was just always confused at why when we're surrounded by farmland, everybody was shopping at Costco. <laughs> um, so when I moved back and, and things with graphic design started to feel like, you know, it's kind of time for a transition, I looked to uh, find a way to be more involved in the community. My mom and I had been doing uh, these ice cream socials in the summertime when I was coming home to visit. Oh, okay. And that was kind of a fun thing, just an excuse to get people together, an excuse to use her raspberries or whatever was like in season at the time. And we've always bonded over dessert making. Okay. Like my mom is a, that is definitely her strength. Um, and so we've just always done that. And so I, we, I took a class over at SNAP, uh, which is like a free, it was like a free six week course there. Oh, that's cool. And it's kind of like a little um, business plan boot camp thing. But that's more great. than anything, it's really like, a test for whether or not you are interested in really taking this on. If you really understand what you've got ahead of you. (laughs) Yeah. And it helped me develop um, really what my minimum viable product was going to be. Okay. Um, And so we came up with this idea of the Pints Club, which gave me an out. (laughs) You know, I wasn't ready to, like, invest all of my savings in this and start from scratch. I still love design and that was really my strength for many years and I made a legitimate living on that. So it was kind of hard to let it go. So we 
started with the Pints Club back in October. Um, just two pints a month. Our members, you know, our membership would, was pretty small, like 25. And so we just kept developing flavors and going along that way. And then I took an ice cream course, making course in Wisconsin. Oh. In February, I believe it was. Hmm. And after that, I was kind of like, all right, <laughs> I think we can do this. Um, you know, it armed me with some of the tools that I needed to really understand what it was going to be like to run a more legitimate ice cream company mm -hmm. um, beyond, uh, you know, just two pints every month, which was never a sustainable business plan. So I came back and came up with a business plan. I worked with uh, some more mentors here in town. People here are extremely generous and lovely and wonderful <laughs> and willing to help, especially when you mention ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we, I spent a few months doing that and obviously uh, invested in the cart, got a business loan to invest in the ice cream cart and enrolled in some farmer's markets and survived the summer. Awesome. <laughs> so that was, that's pretty much our story in like a little nutshell. Oh, that's cool though, because you're still, it's kind of the just you're in the, the baby stages still, but yeah. emerging. Super so. baby stages. Uh, this was really the first time we got to serve our ice cream to the public. You know, when you hand off pints, people are excited, but you never get to see their reaction immediately. And it was so nice to, you know, get immediate feedback. And yeah. it helped us connect with the community that much more. What gets me so excited about doing this is uh, going to the farm to source fruit and talking with farmers. We, cool. we went to the lavender farm. We went out, we get our um, wheat for our um, waffle cones in the Palouse. Oh, really? So we went okay. to Colfax to talk with them. And, you know, just all these little moments of uh, interacting with other people doing really cool stuff. And the, the network that's here was really, really fun. And to me, that's just the thrill. Yeah, and that's one thing with a lot of the ice cream makers we've talked to, being part of their community. Because ice cream just brings people joy and yes. it brings people together, yes. I guess. What what sort of reactions have you gotten from customers so far? So far, I'd say generally the feedback has been overwhelmingly wonderful. Awesome. Um, we've had a few people approach us about doing wholesale or events and that kind of stuff. So we're we're sort of just going in that direction slowly Excellent. but surely. We're kind of... Uh, my. My fiance helps me out with a lot of stuff, but uh, it's pretty much a one-man ba one band. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of girls that helped me scoop during the summer, but I have them limited by my own manpower. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, keeping myself sane, I guess. Yeah, you don't, don't want to be ice cream 24-7 yeah. maybe, so. At least not for more than three or four months at a time. Yeah, <laughs> in cycles. Yeah. So I'd like to know a bit about your flavor process, especially where you're really oh, yeah. focused on local and seasonal ingredients. Um, how do they come together? Yeah, so we just kind of, it's hard, it's hard to anticipate because we're making stuff so much like we try to really source in the season, mm -hmm. especially this year since we're starting from scratch for everything. Yeah. But, you know, we've... We've done a from the um, ice cream socials that we did a couple years ago. We had been doing a couple years ago to some things that we tested before we really got going. We had some mm -hmm. ideas, so we'll just kind of work with whatever we've got. And we do. We actually were doing testing in the kitchen this morning, and nice. we've got something to share for, with you guys. Ooh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so we just do a bunch of testing at home. Uh, with whatever we can get our hands on, and then we just kind of go into the kitchen and to some degree cross our fingers and hope it all works out. I hope people nice. love it. One of the good things about the Pints Club is that 
you know, we've been able to use it as a testing ground. Mm -hmm. We are close with the members. So usually they're pretty honest with us. And, you know, if there's something that was a real hit, we hear lots of stuff about it. If it's pretty much quiet, we know that maybe (laughs) it wasn't such it wasn't maybe as good as the others. Okay. We haven't really had bad feedback, but good. um, Yeah. So what are some of your inspirations? your flavors um our inspirations are definitely what's local what's seasonal and i'm most interested in making delicious flavors Uh, i know there's a lot of experimentation going on yeah and that's inspiring in some ways but for me i really want to create flavors that make people feel happy (laughs) bring joy i love this idea of creating a moment creating a memory so sometimes we do things that maybe seem a little more familiar, but we really just try to do it the best we possibly can. So like our vanilla, um, we ended up doing something that was like a Mexican-inspired vanilla. Ooh. It's a little bit like horchata. Um, at least that's what people have sort of referenced. <laughs> um, and that's just, it's vanilla, but when people taste it, they're just like, oh my God, whoa. And that's really wonderful, you know, to take something that's... Um, Make something expected unexpected, I think. What has kind of been a surprised flavor that you're like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, but it's like worked really well? Hmm, let me see. Well, we did some, so last month we did a collaboration with a local coffee shop, Vessel Coffee Roasters. Okay. They're new, and um, it's a couple guys just, they just opened a shop, so we wanted to do some coffee stuff, and when you get into the world of like selling your ice cream commercially or begin, it begins to be much more limited in actually how you can manufacture it unless you own mm-hmm. your own pasteurizer. Okay. So in our testing, we had done some things that we couldn't do now. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually selling it to people you don't know. Right. Yeah. You can't, you know, when you're making it at home, you can do whatever you want. But when you go to sell, um, sell to the public, you have, you're, there's some restrictions. So we were kind of trying to figure out how to put coffee flavor into ice cream without using what most of the books recommend and most of like the industry books say to basically use freeze-dried coffee oh yeah and we didn't want to do that yeah so we figured out how to do that and surprisingly they were both delicious so you know iciness and that sort of thing is a real concern when you start adding additional liquid to ice cream yeah so you always have to find that balance and um the other concern, you know, we've been really busy this summer. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes testing to the level that I really want to, um, you know, if I could, I'd probably spend a month developing flavor, but sometimes we only get a week or so. Yeah. So. Let's see. Um, what are some of your flavors right now? So we're in kind of late mm-hmm. summer, early fall. What are you working on? We are working on a bunch of flavors right now because we have an event on Thursday with Townsend Winery. Cool. Um, so we're going to be using for that one uh, lavender lime. Ooh, we... okay. I'm always skeptical of lavender, but that sounds good. Unfortunately, I don't think we have any here for you to try at the moment. <laughs> but that's excellent. And we have a lot of people who say, say the same thing. Um, people who are really sensitive to lavender. Yeah, that um, it just can be overpowering. Yeah. That's... Every now and then we get somebody who's like, no. But for the most part, we've had really good um, reactions to that. And then... We were just testing this morning um, a wine and chocolate. Oh, dude, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can probably taste the unprocessed base for that. 
Um, we're working on a goat cheese and huckleberry. Oh, that sounds magical. We've had a long conversation recently about how tricky huckleberry is too, because you get so much like really artificial huckleberry. Mm -hmm. And I'm from the Northwest too, so I'm I want my huckleberry to taste like, like huckleberry. Well, and we want to use real huckleberries. Yeah, as they're like. I think a bargain is $50 a gallon oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, or pick them yourself. And we have our long-running joke about getting eaten by cougars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sacrifice for your ice cream. I don't mind picking them myself. It's more I, time. I love it. Yeah, it's just it takes a lot of time. It's a time. Um, so we, we've got access to a little bit of huckleberry, so we'll do that for that event. And awesome. And then um, we did, oh gosh, so I love peanut butter. Okay, I like where this is going. <laughs> uh, peanut butter with... Um, no-bake cookies. Oh, like the oatmeal chocolate. Holy cow. I've never had those in ice cream before, but now that you say it, it's yeah. like, of course. It's amazing. Um, and we're calling that one the cat's pajamas. It's coming out for our Pines Club this oh, month. Oh, that's cute. Um, what else are we working on right now? Oh, I just this morning was working on a plum. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and a peach and blackberry. And that's both perfect for the for the Northwest this yep. time of year because they're everywhere. Yep. <laughs> so Peach and blackberry is also going to be another flavor for the month. And then the plum is... All the flavors I just listed are, are going to be part of the Townsend event on Thursday. Excellent. So, yeah. um, and I, I'm kind of curious. So with your background as an artist and a designer, how does that come into play in both your ice cream and your business? Oh my gosh, so much. Cool. Graphic design is a much like collage art. That's kind of how it always struck me, which I love. I love taking disparate pieces and putting them together. And uh, making ice cream is very much the same way. Cool. Um, and then as far as actually using graphic design, I use it constantly. You know, mm -hmm. we, we've been able to do lots of fun branding. The cart is obviously yeah. a fun thing. And then um, our everything from our business cards to our website, we do fun stickers that we give out and all our little promotional materials and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been really handy to have free labor for yeah. that. <laughs> That's kind of nice to be able to invest in yourself a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Use some of your, your skills. So, yeah. Cool. Um, and I guess, so as a fledgling ice cream business owner, what, what are some of the things that people should know about what it's like to actually do this? It's really a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very physical, much more physical than I would have ever imagined. And even starting how we did so small and we're yeah. still so small, it's still expensive. The equipment isn't cheap. And it's a lot of time, but the reward of being in the community and creating joy, you know, I haven't made a dime off my business yet. <laughs> and we was, I was just talking to, to Owen about this, how it's, it's hard to give that much time and not get paid for it. But the rewards have been so great in the engagement in the community, the work with my family and my friends yeah. who have helped out. I've had so many people just volunteer their time to help out. And I love a challenge. I just love the, the new, the newness of this and how it feels like every day there's something new. Cool. There's also a new problem all the time. <laughs> One other piece of advice I would say is invest in good freezers and make sure you yeah. know that they're working. Because <laughs> you can lose so much product. Oh, no. Yeah, we lost some product because of a weird power thing at our kitchen. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah, you know, like, what do you do? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Make just more. Just roll with it, you know. <laughs> just roll with it. So that, like, there's a lot of frustrations in starting a new business when you are, you are it. Yeah. Yeah, you it's know? all on you no matter what. Yep. So. Yeah. Cool. 
Kara, do you have any other questions? So this is probably kind of maybe too big of a question, but where do you see yourself, say, in like a year? Oh, well, we don't necessarily, we haven't like sat down and done our new financial goals yet, but next summer we know we want to be doing more events in more markets. Okay. We want to be able to do weddings and that sort of thing. We're actually oh, working so on a fun. wedding photo shoot here in the next month or so to take out some advertising for that. And then... Um, I would like to have some help. Yeah. <laughs> I think employees would be nice. I think staff is like at the top of the list for that. But then, uh, of course, that means more work. And we, yeah. this summer was really just about getting out there and seeing how things go. Well, now we have some benchmarks to measure against. Cool. So we have lots of areas where we want to like streamline and um, just improve our process and keep plodding along. I think if we yeah. can keep making the best to me, it's like just about quality. Make sure it's always excellent and make sure that um, we're, we're doing the very best job that we can at every point. Um, and then hopefully we'll just stay in business. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have like aspirations to have a big store anytime really soon. Mm -hmm. I would like to have my own kitchen space. That would be nice. Yeah. Are you using community kitchen mm -hmm. space right now? Okay. And I, we've talked to some other people who've, who've done that and yeah. it's a challenge. I it's think. a challenge for scheduling more than anything. And it's just stressful to always have, to have that as a variable cost. Yeah. Um, we'd like to have our kitchen be a fixed cost. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're ever looking for a Saturday market, Moscow Farmer's Market's very popular, and we don't have an ice cream person anymore. Oh, okay. She sold her business. So, okay. yeah, it's and it's a great, it's a very, very active, vibrant market. Okay. So, um, and so for now, for this fall, where can people find you? Well, they can, if you're in the Spokane area, you can join uh, the Pints Club. Yes. Uh, it's $20 a month if you come and pick it up here in the Perry District, and it's $30 for us to deliver it to okay. your door. Otherwise, we'll be continuing to do markets for a little while longer, and then we'll have events here or there as uh -huh. they come up throughout the season. We don't have anything on the calendars. I think we may have something in October, but we're just kind of popping in here or there. Yeah. And I have a meeting on Monday with my first grocery store situation. Oh, that's exciting. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that could be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Our first wholesale option. So yeah. And we're going to try... Our, our, also for the winter, we're hoping to get into a few restaurants, so we'll mm -hmm. see how that goes. And that's something I've noticed, too, that there are a lot of restaurants that are really wanting to incorporate artisan ice cream mm -hmm. into their... Actually, I, I went to a nice dinner last night with my husband, and they had a ice cream cake on the menu, but it was with Ferdinand's from WSU. Oh, nice. So it was, you know, and, and a lot of places are making their own or incorporating yeah. local, so that's... Yeah, that's, I think that's a good market for us. We definitely want to keep it to where uh, to me the ideal is to have a partnership with the chef yeah. from the kitchen and to have the ice cream evolve with the menu as you would oh that would be as incredible. we do throughout the season so i want to go to a dinner that has ice cream pairings <laughs> <laughs> that's what the event is on oh, thursday really? actually it's wine and ice cream okay that's really really cool yeah. so um and then online where can people find you oh yeah it's annie'sicecreams.com Awesome. And do you do any social media or anything? Yes, we're on Instagram at Annie's Ice Creams and Facebook is the same. Okay, very cool. So thank you so much, Annie. This oh, is awesome. It's really fun learning about a really new shop. <laughs> yeah, really, <So>. really new. <laughs> okay, so that was Annie. Um, and if you are ever in a Spokane area on the right days, make sure you go check her out. But if you're in the Spokane area and you can sign up for that Pints Club, you are lucky and I'm jealous of you. Yeah. I, at this point, I'm, like, almost willing to, like, have someone else sign up for me and just I'll go, like, get the ice cream from Spokane yeah. every month, right? I thought about that. Like, my sister-in-law lives close enough to sign up for that. 
we could do that. Because um, we tried a bunch of her flavors. So after the interview, we went into the kitchen, and she just spoiled us rotten with all sorts of samples of things she was working on. She was working on um, that pairing for the wine and ice cream. And so we had, after our discussion two episodes ago of Huckleberry ice cream and how challenging it is to get it really good and really Huckleberry, we had the best Huckleberry ice cream I have ever had. Yeah, the Huckleberry and goat cheese, that was just amazing. I mean, the wine was okay, but it was definitely the ice cream that paired with it that was really the star. And I, I love goat cheese. I'm very partial to goat cheese in anything, but especially in ice cream. I like the funkiness that it brings. Um, and I like that it – it a lot of times when you put huckleberry with other things, it ends up competing with them. Like I don't like huckleberry pie ice creams that have graham cracker in them because then it's just it, – it makes it too sweet and you don't notice the tartness of the berries. But with the goat cheese, you really do. Like they, you get the full huckleberry flavor. And we were using um, – she, she had used for the batch – the sample batch we had – frozen huckleberries but was going to use freshly picked ones for her next batch and they were so good with the frozen ones I can't even imagine how good they would be with the fresh ones no and her other flavor that I really liked was her honey that one was so interesting um I think we were both a little nervous about it just because we were afraid the honey was going to be hard and like crunchy Mm -hmm. but she did it right and it tasted like honey and yeah you kind of got a little bit of that crunchiness but not like break your teeth it was perfect yeah it wasn't crystallized but yeah because she had the um, honeycomb candy in it which I think was what made it and her the flavors the bee's knees which I thought was cute all of her a lot of her flavors have very cute names but yeah I, I keep thinking about that ice cream like that was one I was skeptical about and it was really good <laughs> yeah I mean I was actually just kind of amazed at her output um you know, they do their test batches much like we do our little batches of ice cream. Mm -hmm. So I think we had a test batch or two that was, you know, straight up just, you know, the itty bitty batch. But they also had some stuff left over from their bigger markets that you could tell it was a little bit higher quality, Mm -hmm. but the flavor was still there. The banana one was great. Yeah. Uh, Oh, the coffee. And I have mixed feelings about coffee because I don't care for actual coffee but I do like it in ice cream and she had a really strong coffee flavor that was uh, a partnership with a local coffee company I think called Vessel Coffee House in Spokane and it was strong but it was good yeah it was almost so good that I wanted to go get coffee from them that day I was like oh I could like drink this like you wouldn't believe (laughs) I do like coffee I like coffee a lot um though it doesn't sound like it right now. I'm usually highly caffeinated at all points of time <laughs> in my life. Yeah, but yeah, we had to go to Trader Joe's, so no coffee for us. But uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed with how quickly she's gotten to the point of having well-rounded, well-thought-out flavors. And I know that she's been doing a lot of experimenting, and I think that pays off. It kind of echoes back to me, um, to the folks from Panhandle Cone and Coffee in Sandpoint, where they had backyard garden parties with ice cream like Andy and her mom did uh, for a long time before they were like, hey, let's make this a thing that we do commercially. Um, Because I don't think flavor balancing is easy, and I don't think finding the right textures and the right chemistry of ice cream is easy. And I been I've been kind of slowly learning some of the chemistry of ice cream. Part of me gets really excited about it and part of me is like, I just want to eat it and talk about flavor and people. Um but we we ran into a new blogger who has an ice cream blog out of New York who is really chemistry oriented and I will link to that from our uh our blog for this episode because you should check it out if you are interested in 
the not like overwhelming you need to retake chem 101 chemistry of ice cream but the basic idea of what makes things crystallize what makes them creamy what makes them distinctively high quality ice cream yeah and I think I actually when I'm making I ignore most of that I just think of things that need to be done but I'm also not a particularly wasn't my mom will kill me for saying this I wasn't particularly great at science (laughs) um and as I said, my mom would kill me on this because I actually scored really high on my ACT in science, <laughs> like freakishly high, like a 32 or 33. But yeah, but that it's a real challenge to do it right. And I feel like I've had, you know, with making my own ice cream, I've had some successes and I've learned some things like you, know, you can only cut the sugar back so much and that different types of sugar make for different texture. Like adding corn syrup to sorbet is really important. And things, you know, like when you make a custard-based ice cream, which I'm pretty comfortable with because I I make a lot of pie and it's essentially the exact, you know, when you make a custard pie and when you make a custard ice cream, you're working with the same ingredients. Uh, But you have to, you know, tempering your eggs. I made that mistake. I made, I followed a recipe uh, for the Thai basil ice cream I made last episode. And it said, ah, you know, just throw it all together and heat it up on the stove. And in my head, I went, that's not going to work. But I did it anyway. And so we're, we're learning. I think I, I feel like instead of maybe learning the chemistry, I'm learning by trial and error. So it's a truly scientific process. It is. It's probably exactly what you were taught to do in elementary school. Um, yeah. <laughs> Experiment and see what totally sucks and what works. And I will say it's no offense to our Pinterest friends, but I get so many recipes from Pinterest that just you go halfway through them and go, no, this is wrong. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. And so I've I've several times have on the fly think I'm following a recipe that's like going pretty well mm-hmm. and then have changed it completely by the time I've gotten done with it to the point where I'm like, I should write this up for the blog. Yeah. I don't remember what I changed. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been starting to keep notes because I do the same thing. Oh, yeah. It's been, I don't know. And like sometimes when things go thoroughly bad, you know they go bad and you're like, yeah. well... I'm just not going to do that again. So I can't imagine doing it on a bigger scale, but I will say the like garden party backyard thing kind of reminds me of what I started doing this summer when I was just yeah. making so much and just letting like come and sit in my backyard and eat some ice cream so I like don't have to have this around for months and months and months and months and months. But yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely, you know, there is that chemistry base for it. Again, I'm not a huge science person and I hate to say this because I did do well in science, in high school, on all the standardized tests, but it was just nothing. I was super, especially chemistry. Like that. Into, oh, I love chemistry so much, but I like the math in chemistry. Yeah, I am not a math I was person. bad in lab. <laughs> oh, I could not do the math. That was actually the harder part for me. Oh, no. There is some very smart kids, luckily, in my chemistry classes in high school that I was able <laughs> to ask for help a lot. Um, but, yeah, I think the trial and error, error thing is just how you go. But you do have to kind of get that background. And I think she really got it from the Pints Club when she was doing it. Like, yeah. she understood. Mm-hmm. She got a lot of good feedback. And I think, I'm hoping that's in the interview. But she would say, you know, her people who are in the Pints Club would be the ones who would really tell her what would work and what wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think you can kind of find the common denominator among those. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice, I think, where we're seeing so much about ice cream making is science, but a lot of it's art too. A lot of it is flavor experimentation and finding the right spirit of ice cream. Like if that makes any sense that you can't always define what makes an ice cream great, but you know it when you see it. You know it when you experience it. And so having people to give honest feedback 
about flavors, about textures, about combinations. You know, say this needs something with more crunch in it or this, uh, you know, it needs to be a little brighter. Like it seems kind of like flimsy criticism, but it's not. It's really useful to the art of, of ice cream making. And that's one of the things I've been most impressed about with all the people we've worked with is that, you know, they're very serious about the quality of their product. They're very serious about the the chemistry of their product. Even the ones who, you know, maybe don't use it in chemistry terms, they are serious. Like, they understand that there are things you do to make good ice cream. But they're also really passionate about the experience of it and the feel of it and the the emotions you get as you eat ice cream. Like, I loved her talking about watching people's faces when they tried her ice cream because the joy of it is so fun (laughs) well yeah and it was kind of funny too she was talking about how she sometimes she didn't really start out making like kid flavors Mm -hmm. but the kids would pick the brightest color ones and it would be like the weirdest flavor she would have yeah but they didn't care because it was just like this is bright beautiful ice cream and I'm gonna eat this Mm -hmm. because I'm five yeah, and I like bright, beautiful ice cream. I think it's half the reason I like ube ice cream so much is that it's bright purple. And I guess that that essentially is our adventures in ice cream making section today because I can only think retrospectively about ice cream making because I haven't made any lately. No, I haven't made any either. I've been kind of on the sad side of getting stuff done. I think I have all the ingredients sitting in my refrigerator <laughs> waiting to make a blackberry that Probably Ooh. won't happen. I don't. It won't happen at this point. I think the blackberries are past yeah. being good. Um, but I did eat a lot of ice cream this year, this month, because it was my birthday. Yay! So I got frozen ice cream cake and a whole thing of Tillamook ice cream, which between the two has been more than joyful in so many ways. So what is Kara, the best ice cream you've had lately? I am gonna have to go with that huckleberry and goat cheese. Yeah. I probably could have eaten that like at least three more scoops. But I will say there was something so nostalgic about having an ice cream cake from DQ that yeah. like just made me so happy. And we had like a little small one and it was one of the blizzard cakes. So it was even tinier, but like I went on a trip last week and was so sad when I came back because there was none of it was left. I'd had half the cake by this point, mind you, like he husband had every right to finish it off. <laughs> but like getting back, I was like, is there any ice cream cake left? And he's like, no, I'm Aww. like, oh, but that cute, you know, DQ does that great, like layer of just fudgy, crunchy cookiness in their Ooh. cakes. And it was just, it was so good. And then surprisingly, I love, I like Telemook, but like, I just haven't been having store-bought ice cream in a while. Yeah. And so it was just nice to, like, get it and realize, no, this is great. Like, I had, I think I had, like, cookie dough plus cookies and cream or something that was just, like. Ooh, I love their Utterly Chocolate, which is a brown cow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, I like, Tillamook ice cream is great. Yeah. As far as the store, but, like, there's a lot, I'm, I'm. I like a lot of store-bought ice creams. Let's just say I like ice yeah. cream so much. But Tillamox is exceptional, and I do like that it comes from the Northwest. Yeah, and I mean, I think actually I bought it because someone, we had, there's some new faculty in my husband's um, college, and they actually did a tour of Tillamook. Yes. Yeah, and I've she, been down there. And they were telling me, and I was like, oh, I need to go buy that ice cream. And then he yeah. he was more excited about the cheese. Oh, but, so good. Uh, yeah, I was still like, no, no, me to go and get some telemuk ice cream right now so it was <laughs> i've had a lot of good ice cream um it's just weird because it is becoming winter so like my thoughts about flavors have started to change i feel like i yeah. like i like chocolate more in the winter hmm. and i start kind of moving away from the fruit so it's yeah kinda, i do too it's yeah. kind of a weird 
Yeah, it's September, so it's getting there. Yeah. I will say, I think my next flavor I'm going to try to make is I'm having this tea right now from Trader Joe's that is ginger and turmeric? Turmeric. Yes, tea. Interesting. And it is really good, and I don't know why. It'd be bright yellow. That'd be fun. I know, and I have both of those things with me. Well, and you can make... So, um... I tried it. One of the shops we were at in Seattle, the one in the U District, so not Full Tilt, but the other one, yeah. we'll, we'll put it on our blog because I can't remember it right now. One of the ones I sampled was, um, I think, called Golden Milk, and it was there's it was a vegan flavor, but it had ginger and turmeric and some other spices in it, and it was really good. Yeah, so I think that's going to be my next, my next experiment. I'm looking forward to this month, though, because I am traveling to Seattle here so soon, jealous. so I will be... Hopefully, getting out of my conference um, and being able to go get ice cream. I think I have a couple of hours, but... Yeah. Uh, well, and anywhere in Seattle, there will be an ice cream shop you can hit. That's the beauty of it. I, I'm pretty sure I could probably just, like, go out of, my, like, I'm staying in Westlake area, so I'm sure... Oh, I go just, to go to Cupcake Royale. Yeah, I think I can just, like, roll out of my, like, hotel and just find yeah. ice cream Well, and you point. still have not been to Bluebird. I've been to Bluebird over there, and it's up in... Um, it's up on Capitol Hill, and if you're staying in Westlake, it's easy. You just hike up the hill, and it's delicious. And there is an artist. So if, if Bluebird is still where it was when I was there two years ago, you kind of go down into a little hole, and they're down there. And up above it, there's an artist who has a studio there, and he's a native artist, and I love his work. And so, you know, you get all that good stuff. So well, I actually have a slightly harder call with my best ice cream I've had lately. You've had a lot of ice cream lately. I have, um, because, let's see, so a couple weeks ago, we stopped up at the Scoop in Spokane, and um, Jen, the owner, was there, and I love her. She's so much fun, and she was the first person we ever interviewed on the podcast, so she's like our podcast advocate. And so visited with her, tried a bunch of stuff. Um, she has all of the uh, liquid nitrogen ice cream, which makes such an incredible texture, so good for as as simple a process as it is. And she also, uh, having her shop right next to an elementary school, always has a lot of fun flavors. Like one of my sons got one that was Rice Krispie Treat, but had rainbow sprinkles in it, and that's why I wanted it. Like Jen gets that so well. But I tried her um, peanut butter, peanut butter fudge cheesecake. And it was so rich. It's like when you want rich ice cream, you want that just, oh, it was so good. Um, and my husband, who doesn't, can't do dairy, had her vegan chocolate and was really excited. Like he's been trying vegan ice creams all over the place. And I he was sold on that because you get the same really amazing texture in, I think she's a coconut milk base, as you do in um, her dairy base with the liquid nitrogen. And, and one of my boys is here, Henry. What was your favorite flavor of ice cream that you had either at the Scoop or up at Panhandle Cone and Coffee? Um, my favorite one at Panhandle, there, it was salted caramel with cocoa nibs. Yeah. Yeah, it was delicious. It was a salted caramel ice cream with cocoa nibs. It's what it sounds. And, um, I'm about your ice cream social. Oh, oh, he wants me also to mention that we went to an ice cream social for his little brother's preschool. And, yes, that that is always fun, too, because I – you know, I'll eat ice cream, pretty much any kind of ice cream. And when you put a ton of toppings on it, it's just delightfully fun. And so they do the ice cream social where you all bring toppings and you all get a big sundae. And we had, we've had a lot of ice cream lately because we also had ice cream sundaes at my grandma's house when we were visiting with her. She made us all ice cream sundaes. But then also I went into Panhandle Cone and Coffee because 
I we were joking that I was going to visit my grandparents, but really I was going to go visit my favorite ice cream shop. And we took some cousins and some friends there, like we always do. And I was very excited. We were mentioning the end of summer. Uh, their summer flavors were on their last week. And there was only one that I hadn't tried before. It was a raspberry coconut. And I had heard its legends. I had heard how wonderful it is. And it really was very wonderful. Um, the coconut was perfect. Like I like my... I like coconut milk-based ice creams, but I like dairy ice creams with coconut in them, and that was really good. Um, the raspberry swirl, there I had a little bit that was a little icy, and I think raspberry is a real challenge with that, uh, but it still tasted super delicious. And um, then I got a little preview of their fall flavors, and I tried – it was a weird one. It was one where, like, the first bite of it I was like, mm, do I really want to do this? It was uh, pistachio date black pepper. Well, that sounds so good. It sounds up your alley for sure. And yeah. it was the um, – I love pistachio. And the version I had, Jason said he was going to tweak a little bit and, and change some of – like it has pistachio butter and pistachio oil, oil or extract in it, I think. And he said he was going to take out the extract. Um, but the pistachio butter makes it super creamy. The dates make it super creamy. And the black pepper is what I was skeptical of because I don't – I don't love – like I like black pepper in my soup. And I've never quite been sold on it in my dessert. I've had some really terrible desserts with black pepper. But after the first couple bites, I was like, you know, no, this, it kind of, it brings, it would be so sweet and creamy and it gives it an edge. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I've been using, since I've gone vegetarian the last couple uh -huh. months, dates and pistachios are like a hardcore flavor combo yeah. in that kind of food. Um, but I can see where the black pepper would help. No. And Mind you, it's not in a creamy way at all. It's definitely yeah. just like you, you know, chop a lot of pistachios, chop a lot of dates, and you throw it in a salad. But okay. those two things, like, together are so good. And I've done – I'm getting a little tired of when I have to use pistachio, but um, I had a, it's a good salad recipe that I made that was pistachios, dates, and carrots. Yum. And so that – and you kind of get that kind of – the flavor – it's a mid – Middle Eastern kind of flavor to yeah. it. Yeah. But I could see where the black pepper would really help. Yeah. And you know, that is, when you said carrots, we had our, like, several, several episodes ago, our failed carrot ice cream um, in the episode where I, I almost, like, chopped my hand off trying to get the ice cubes that were frozen into my ice cream maker out. And so we made plastic bag ice cream, but it was carrot. And I want to do that again. I have really fabulous carrots in my garden. I have to brag. My five-year-old's carrots won best in show at the fair. Um... And I think that I need to do that again. In fact, I'm going to go put my ice cream bowl in my freezer right now so we can have carrot ice cream soon. So, yeah, let's try it. Though I, I never – so all that said, all the wonderful stuff at the Scoop, all the wonderful stuff up at Panhandle, my favorite ice cream I've had lately was definitely that Gucci's Huckleberry. Like we – she kind of had like a little shared dish of it because it was their their test recipe. It had just been churned that morning. Um, and I just kept – like I'm trying everything. Like at what point is it rude of me to keep eating this ice cream? Like at what point I'm like, oh, thank you for the sample. And when I'm like, give it to me. I want all of it. Like she put it away and I want to be like, no, stop. Bring it back. So good. Yeah, and I, I will have to say she even, you know, she poured us a little bit of wine with each, you know, yeah. to try to get the yeah, taste. Yeah, Huckleberry Port. Yeah, trying to get it together, and I was just laughing because I was like, screw the wine. Like, yeah, just give me the rest of that ice cream. Like, I will be so yeah. happy if you just, like, hand me this right now. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Please and thank you. Oh, it was so good. So, yeah. 
All right. I think that I'm going to go make some carrot ice cream now, <laughs> or at least prep things. Yeah, I, I think uh, I probably won't get to ice cream making this week, but hopefully the next. I've been, travel has been insane. Oh, you know what? I'm traveling too. I can't make ice cream. I'm going to Boise and Idaho Falls, but I'm going to get ice cream at Reed's in Idaho Falls, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we'll have some good. We'll, we'll be back in October, um, I think. That's all I really have for today. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sunday Drive, to follow us on Facebook at Sunday Drive Podcast, to check out our blog at sundaydrivepodcast.wordpress.com. And please, please, if you love us or even if you mildly tolerate us but you love ice cream, rate us on iTunes. Please rate us on iTunes. It is one of the only ways that really other people can discover is we get higher ratings up there. I haven't really looked to see if we've even had ratings yet on I iTunes. I haven't either. Maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> but that's the only way people really discover us. Um, and it's also the way um, we get kind of a wider audience is through the iTunes market. We can promote as much as we possibly can. But it depends on you listeners on sharing your opinion, even if it isn't okay one yeah if you're like well they interview interesting people but they talk a lot that's cool that's fine we understand yeah and you know if it's oh i can't stand their ums well let me know too because i'll just start cutting more out maybe you think my ums are interesting and before we go our our special guest my son would like to add one more thing you know how my brother's carrots won a best in show at the um, uh, fair? My potatoes did too. Yes, yes. We have very talented gardeners in this house and also talented junior ice cream makers. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> and thank you all for listening.